This week on the record, Bristol Virginia School Superintendent Keith Perrigan. Hi, this is David McGee. I sat down with Keith to talk about the approval on Monday night. The Bristol Virginia School Board approved a $14.4 million request from the city of Bristol, Virginia. Those monies would go to pay for improvements that they say are needed at the city's elementary schools. So we got into the details of that request and what led to it this week on the record. This week on the record, we're talking with Bristol, Virginia School Superintendent Keith Perrigan. Uh, Keith, welcome back to the podcast. Sure, glad to have you. Glad, I'm glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, welcome back. And uh, this past week, uh, your school board approved its budget for 2019 and 2020, of uh, $28 million or so for your operational budget uh, for the new year. That's a, a pretty much about where you were for, for the current year, just a slight increase. Yes, sir. Um, but in addition to that, they also approved uh, a seeking $14.4 million from the city uh, to make improvements at, at some of your buildings. Uh, so you want to you want to start at the 14.4 or you want to start at how we got to the point of you having to ask for that? Yeah, absolutely. Let me say first that asking for $14 million is not what our board wanted, wants to do or wanted to do in the first place. Uh, we certainly understand the financial situation of our city. We also understand just how burdened taxpayers in the city are uh, with our high property tax rates and um, uh, real estate taxes. And so we obviously, that's not the path or the direction that our school board wants to go. Our school board would prefer to take care of our facilities uh, in a way that does not affect taxpayers. And so we, we made that recommendation actually in November, a budget neutral way to build an elementary school where we close three of our older elementary schools, take the savings from that, and use that to make an annual payment on a, on a new 21st century school. Absolutely no additional impact to taxpayers. Of course, that you know, 5-0 vote with the school board to do that, 3-2 vote against it at city council. And so as superintendent of schools and as a, an elected school board, we have the responsibility to make sure that our children go to safe, accessible, and functional schools. So the, you know, we looked at another option earlier that would have been a full renovation um, that would have made all of our schools 21st century learning centers, $42 million. Obviously, that's not possible when the city doesn't have the cash on hand or the capacity to borrow. And so, the, you know, so that option is not available. New school is currently not available because it was voted down in November. So we have to do some Band-Aid fixes in the, in the interim just to make sure that we're sending our children to safe, accessible, and functional schools. So we hired a local architect to look at the items that it would take to make those schools safe, accessible, and functional. They put together a proposal, uh, which is $14 million. I was, um, I really, I guess this is why I'm an instructional leader, not a contractor, <laughs> yeah. is I, I really expected it to be two or $3 million in, in the back of my mind. I kind of hoped it might be up to five because I thought, you know, $3 million to $5 million was kind of the Mendoza line. You know, it was an amount that the city would have to say, yeah, that make good sense to put this this amount of money into 80-year-old buildings when we know that their lifespan is, is, is short, even with those renovations. And so when the initial um, um, proposal or estimate came back being that high, I was, you know, my jaw dropped first and foremost because I had no idea it was going to be that much. But in my mind, I just thought, well, that will, you know, that will be a, a tipping point. That will lead us 
down a different path because obviously the city can't afford to do that in one whack unless they raise taxes significantly. Our tax base certainly can't take an increase mm -hmm. like that. You know, one, uh, one penny increase on real estate taxes will generate about $100,000 for the city. It would take a lot of pennies to, to equal $14 million. However, as superintendent of schools, I can't sit back and say it's okay to send our kids to the buildings that are in the condition they're in. And as I recall, at, at that meeting after the vote, the, the dialogue and the conversation between, between you all, between you and the city council, was the city council basically said, well, bring us a list of, we're, we're going to keep these buildings for now, so what's it going to take to, to improve these buildings and make them safe and do all the things that you're talking about? Right. And so, uh, you, know, that's how act, you know, that's what we did. We, you know, continued to take our assignments from city council and, and be good stewards and follow through with them, and we, that's what we've done. Um, I, don't think, I don't think that it's going to be met with a lot of support. We'll see Tuesday night when, when I make the presentation and provide that data that they have in, uh, in, indeed, in, again, asked for. Um, what I also don't think is that our taxpayers are going to, you know, see that favorably. Obviously, um, you know, I'm a taxpayer in the city, in, in the city too, and I want to see the city thrive. I want to see the city come out of this financial crisis that we're currently in. There's a lot of things that city council has to consider. I mean, we've got a jail that's crumbling. We've got schools that are crumbling. We've got a, um, a landfill that's an albatross. We've got a, a real estate pro I mean, a um, um, retail project that's an albatross. And so as a school division, offering a budget-neutral solution, I thought would be, you know, helpful to the city. Um, so... So let's let's talk about the the breakdown and and school by let's go school by school, and and tell me what the uh, what the needs are. So let's go let's go school by school. I'll, get, I'll let you get your paperwork straightened out here. Yes, sir. Let's let's go school by school and and talk about what the what the greatest needs are and kind of what those costs are. So, we, Highland View is the, is the oldest building. Uh, and and the one that we hear the most about. Uh, so talk to me about what's what's the cost estimates for Highland View and what what do they need? Okay, so <clears throat> we broke this down into three categories: safety, accessibility, and functionality. And then inside of safety, we broke it down even further because there's different kinds of safety. Number one, there's school intruder, you know, mm -hmm. type safety. What do we need to do to make our kids safe from an outside threat but then there's also health safety you know air quality asbestos that type of thing and then there's also general safety which trip and fall hazards that kind of thing and so you know we've really got it broken down you know pretty pretty succinctly and just so from a safety standpoint the total cost to make Highland View safe functional and accessible and able to be able to use for a few more years is 1.9 million dollars now that breaks down to uh, about $540,000 in the area of safety, uh, $540,000 $540, in the area of accessibility, and $860,000 in the area of functionality. And some of those safety issues that we, <clears throat> that we have at, at Highland View is of course the asbestos management. Um, um, we, don't, we do not have emergency lighting there in case we have a power outage. There is infiltration of water that gets into the building that we're always constantly having to control for, so you have mold and mildew issues 
um, there. We're also, um, when you walk into Highland View, you know, you, you're buzzed in. Mm-hmm. But once you're buzzed in from the office, which is, you know, 30 or 40 feet away, you have full access to the entire school. And so we're at it, we would be adding a vestibule there. Actually, we'll, we will be adding a vestibule in all of our elementary schools. So you get buzzed in. And now you still don't have full access to the school. There's another checkpoint to keep you um, from, if you're there to do harm, to keep you from doing harm. And that's what our philosophy of school safety is. is mm-hmm. You know, you're never going to be 100% safe, and so you create as many barriers as possible. And a vestibule is a barrier that most schools are going to this time, especially in new builds. They all have, you know, that mm-hmm. second level of, of security. Mm-hmm. But even older schools, they're adding that vestibule. And so that's that's one of the costs in the safety standpoint. Um, then we also have 80-year-old floors that are wavy and are, are trip hazards. There's, um, um, you know, we have an air scrubber in part of our building because the air quality is not good there. So we're constantly scrubbing air with smaller machines. We need to get a better machine or a better system to do that. And then an intercom system. So, I mean, those are some of the safety issues, just, mm-hmm. just a quick summary. But then from an accessibility accessibility issue, there's no elevator right. uh, at Highland View. So you can get into the, the main level of the school, but if you want to go to the cafeteria to eat lunch, there's no way to do that currently. Or if you need to go upstairs to a classroom, there's no way to do it. Whether you're a student, an employee, or a parent or a grandparent who's coming for a PTA meeting. Um, there are our bathrooms, none of our bathrooms are handicap accessible. So if you're there and, you, and you're a um, um, person with a disability, you don't ha- even have access to use the restroom while you're in our facility. So uh, that's there. And then some of the functional things are, um, you know, we don't have a teacher's lounge at Highland View. So there's no place for the teachers to go and, and, and have a, um, a break to do the work that they need to do away from students. Um, there are windows, are in parts of the building, the windows have been upgraded, other parts they haven't, so they're energy inefficient. Uh, HVACs, um, it's time to replace some of those. And so that list goes on and on too for a total of 1.9 million. Okay. Uh, Washington Lee, another school that we heard a lot about during, during the conversations and the walk up to, to the vote on the new school, uh, because it's, it sits on so many different levels and, and accessibility was a real key issue there. So what's the, what's the total bill for Washington Lee so, and what are some of the issues there? Even though Washington Lee was the newest school that we were looking at closing through the consolidation process, it has the largest price tag to make it safe, functional, and accessible. And you hit the nail on the head. The biggest cost there is the inaccessibility issues because it is indeed on four different levels. You can access three of those levels from the outside. So if you go to the top floor, there's, there's access. But then if you need to go to the other second floor, you have to go outside, down the sidewalk, back around and come back in. The, the third floor down, there is no access to it whatsoever. However, the bottom floor, which it would, I'm calling the fourth floor, you can access this from the outside the same way that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So we already have one, built, one floor that is completely inaccessible to anybody who uh, has accessibility needs. And so taking that into consideration, that is the reason it would be the most costly, and it also has the most asbestos as well, even though it's the newest school. Mm-hmm. And so just from an accessibility standpoint, you would have to put in two elevators to make that work. You would lose classroom space mm-hmm. in the process of doing that, so then you have to go back and build those classrooms back at, at Washington Lee. So the the safety costs at, at Washington Lee are 700000 
and the accessibility uh, cost at uh, Washington Lee are one point, almost 1.9 million. And then from a functionality standpoint, you're looking at another 1.2 million for a total um, at Washington Lee of 3.8, almost $4 million. And the 1.2 is, is primarily replacing the classrooms that you're going to lose. Is no, that, that, that okay. falls under the accessibility. Okay. That, because when you install, for example, um, when you install in two ADA elevators at Washington Lee, the cost for that alone is 766000 And then by losing those classrooms, um, the, the cost to do that is 825000 okay. So you're looking at about $1.5 to, you know, just make it accessible from an elevator standpoint. Mm -hmm. Then another 300000 because there's no handicap accessible restrooms in the building. And to make have a handicap accessible restroom on each floor will cost another $300,000. And and you made a point before we started the podcast that the the reason that the schools aren't handicap accessible now is because you haven't done any kind of, of major construction project in them. Right. Because there is a federal law that says once you start, right, then you have to bring everything into ADA compliance. Absolutely. And and also local code compliance as well. But there are, there are a couple in 1992, 2011, and even again in 2016, codes for ADA have been changed and upgraded. And there's a clause in there that allows you to not have to implement those changes as long as, number one, you have another option uh, for people that would need to use those those facilities. For, so, for example, Van Pelt is, for the most part, handicap accessible. Mm -hmm. So if you have a student that lives in the Washington Lee zone that needs that's in a wheelchair, for example, instead of being able to go to their home school, we would have to bus those students to, to Van Pelt. So that takes care of that issue. But the other part of it, too, is that you've not did any major um, brick-and-mortar type renovations which we've not done in, in, in decades at those three schools mm -hmm. but if you do a renovation that uh, is, is significant in other words you add a wall or you add a room or what have you then you're required to bring that building up to the current ADA codes and the current local building codes that's not happened in several decades and uh, so therefore we've not had to make those accessible our board in 2011 I think said you know it's time for us to get into the 21st century and make sure that all of our public buildings are handicap accessible mm -hmm. and they started the process of determining what's best do you renovate or do you build new at that time they decided that it, it made more financial sense to build new they started that process a lot of things happened along the way to keep that from occurring mm -hmm. and most recently we were able through the PPEA process and some the uh, interest of outside investors who were willing to come in and provide the financing for it we were able to provide a budget neutral solution that wouldn't have an impact on taxpayers like uh, the plan that we've currently proposed does. Okay now the third school that you were talking about closing if you got the new school was Stonewall Jackson so what are some of the issues at Stonewall Jackson and what do they cost? So the, the most pertinent concern that we have at Stonewall is part of Stonewall Jackson is handicap accessible currently uh, through an elevator, not the restrooms. We still don't have accessibility there um, at Stonewall Jackson. However, last year, the city and, and the schools were notified that if the elevator breaks down again, it will only be repaired if the part is on the truck. They're not making any additional new parts for repairs. So we know it's just a matter of time that that elevator has to be replaced if we're going to continue to use to use that building. Uh, so that's certainly an accessibility issue that we that we have there. Um, 
The also the vestibule, adding the vest. No, I'm sorry, that's a safety issue. Uh, upgrading the restrooms, having a restroom. There's three different levels mm-hmm. um, at Stonewall Jackson, and having handicap accessible restroom on each of those levels is is about three hundred thousand dollars. So from an accessibility standpoint, you're looking at about three hundred eighty thousand dollars. Safety standpoint at Stonewall Jackson three hundred forty, and then from a functionality standpoint, just under a million. And so out even though that school is 70 years old, it is, of the three, it has the least need, you know, for mm-hmm. any, you know, monetarily, um, it has the least need. One of the issues that we also have at, at Stonewall Jackson is the bottom floor is not accessible to the elevator unless you go outside and around the building and come back yeah. in. And so um, part of the, and actually that is, so that becomes a, it's a functional issue because you can't access the rest of the building, even though it, you know, it's a great learning space. So that is uh, one of those that we deemed as, you know, falls into two categories. It's a functional issue and it's an accessibility issue. But for, you know, a grand total there is is 1.6. So of the three schools that we would be closing, that is, um, um, you know, the least of the of, mm-hmm. the of the three. You know, I'll add that we're part of that request also includes Van Pelt. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you about that because you do have some expenses on there for Van Pelt, the, the newest school in the system. Right. And so uh, the least amount of those are for accessibility, um, about $500,000 of things that are still not accessible. I'm sorry, I picked up their own sheet. Yeah. All right. So the least of those is for accessibility, about uh, $450,000 for accessibility issues there. We do have one handicap accessible restroom at Van Pelt, but the rest of the restrooms are not. And so it would take you know, some work to get that. And that's the only accessibility issues that we have there. Mm-hmm. There are some safety issues. Um, we're looking, part of our plan under the old model of building a new school is we, because we are closing those three older schools, our maintenance staff didn't have to focus on maintaining those buildings. And so we're using those maintenance staff to do the upgrades to Van Pelt mm-hmm. in the process. Um, and so all we had in those were our labor, labor costs personally, not a, you know not paying a contractor for the labor, and then the material costs. And so we started the renovation there last year. Phase two of that this year is to do the safety upgrades. Um, which we're going to move the office. You know, the office at Van Pelt is in the, you know, it's in the middle of the yeah, building. In the middle of the building, It's yeah. in the middle of the building. And so once you're buzzing in, now you've got, I don't know, a 50-yard, maybe more walk to get to where the main office is. And mm-hmm. so the idea is to move the office to the front door, mm-hmm. create a vestibule like we mentioned earlier, and there you've got two, you know, two safety barriers uh, if somebody does try to come in and do harm. And so uh, you got about $500,000 in safety issues. The main costs at Van Pelt are more in the functional range. Because we were using our own staff to do the work uh, of upgrading Van Pelt's classroom, which are the old California model, which are four classrooms with no walls in between them, which I don't know who came up with that idea. But, it, you know, obviously now that wasn't a very good one. Mm-hmm. And so we were going to do that work ourselves, and so that didn't have a price tag other than, you know, we were paying for the material out of our current appropriation. But if we hire somebody else out to do that, um, then, you know, there's certainly some costs for that as well. Two other things that are important about Van Pelt. At Washington Lee and Highland View, class sizes are about 12 or 13 students per teacher. At Stonewall, I'm sorry, at Stonewall Jackson, we're above 20 per class. At 
Van Pelt were above 20. And in our kindergarten classes currently, we actually have uh, 24 class sizes of 24 and 25. And so if we don't consolidate and we don't move to a two-school model, we're going to have to do something about those class sizes. And so uh, there is uh, an addition of four classrooms at Van Pelt that could be could serve one of two purposes. Either hire new teachers so that we could reduce the class sizes and move those students inside the house. Or city council has mentioned time and time and time and time again that they think that we should close Highland View. And if we were to close Highland View, some of those students could then you know, we could be moved over to, to Washington Lee because those class sizes are small as well. And the remainder could come to Van Pelt, but Van Pelt is at capacity or above. Mm -hmm. And so we would have to build new classrooms. So either either direction we go in this model, we're going to have to add four classrooms at Van Pelt, which is where the, the major part of their uh, functional costs are. And that, that total is about $3.2 million. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, you guys, I know, have done a lot of work on it. Uh, your your board was, was very clear the other night that they felt like that, uh, that something, something good needs to happen, I guess is the best way to say yeah. it, uh, for your students and for your schools. Yeah. Well, and I agree. I think our board has been trying for years to make sure that our kids have access to the best facilities possible. Um, and I guess what this request does, it's not even asking for the best facilities possible. It's just asking that we provide a facility that, that is safe, accessible, and functional. It's Keith Perrigan will present to the City Council on Tuesday night. They'll continue working on, uh, on the budget process, and this will play out over the, the next couple of months. So this is On the Record. On the Record was made possible by David McKee. David Krieger, Delina Matthews, and Brian Woodson. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.